practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Uh, so, my, uh, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. You got I it. haven't started recording until right now. Uh-oh. Doot, 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 baby. We missed the song? They'll never know. <laughs> we could do it right now. Wait, you switched it. You did that was like Is that like Golden Axe? Oh my god, I wish I could remember the theme to Golden Axe. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. How how do I get hackier every week? It's Casey Van Heel. Hans Frywald. Ooh, classic old name. Golden Axe fucking sucks. Hey, spicy. No, no, no. I went swear is because, early. Is it because the dwarf is African-American? Is that why you hate it so much? One, the dwarf is an African-American. <laughs> I don't know what. You were playing your TV uh, I was reverse. playing the very progressive version of Golden Axe. You saying all dwarfs are African-American? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, because my uh You don't think hero that guy quest- knows what racism <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> dwarfs are all black. <laughs> Dad, I love Bruce Lee. Dad, <laughs> what's wrong with that? He ain't a dwarf. He's, he's got old. gills though, cause he's, he's Chinese. Uh, um, what was I gonna say? A oh, golden axe. Uh, how much you hate golden axe? You know why? Cause they'll never let you get on the back of those goddamn dragons. Golden axe is a beautiful arcade game. Stand up cabinet. They made a few. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most of the good ones were on Sega Genesis, but for those of you who don't know, you you have three characters. You have Hunky Bro Barbarian, Busty Hot Babe, Busty, Busty babe. Barbarian, and what? then the the tiniest, elfiest dwarf. Like he looks like a brownie. And I don't even think they refer to him as dwarf. I think they just call him thief. Right. So he's just this like little Nordic baby person. Right. And you're, Which he's the best guy to play. Well, I was gonna, I don't know about that. I, he all, oh, you go with the hunk? Uh, you cisgendered white male? <laughs> no, I... The non-black character? I even choose the woman? I'd go with the woman and always be like, you can see something. <laughs> you just gotta kick higher. <laughs> it's like uh, Sonya K, oh, Sonya Blade. She does oh, the God. splits and punches nuts, but really, she's giving a <laughs> nutty hand job. <laughs> well, arcades were filthy. Filthy for those of you who As have a, never been, see, never I go. Don't, I don't know what it is. I played, you gave me an emulator CD. for Christmas. I played Golden Axe. It was one of my favorite, one of the only games I owned for Sega. I loved it. Yeah. And... Am I spoiled? It's, it's the hardest game. Now it's, it's hard so as hard. fuck. Maybe I uh, was just in my dreams that I was really good at it, but I don't guess maybe I wasn't. I think we are wired differently because, as you had said, I, I gave you that emulator. I've made I made some for my brothers. So over Christmases, like, I've played them and gone back in some down, like, you know, it, I feel like I'm a kid again. He's like, Christmas morning and everyone's asleep. And I get two hours alone where I can play. Sure. The, the games of my dreams. And I've never wanted to punch something as hard or as yeah. fast. Like, I just want to punch the TV until my hand breaks. I Like, yeah, these I, old games. I can't do them. It doesn't... I was talking... Yes, I was talking to Jesse about... Uh, I was talking to my brother yesterday, I think it was. Two days. It doesn't matter. I was talking to him this week about video games, oddly enough. 
and we were talking. We're like, video games are so good now because the community yeah. is so. Con- One of the reasons we hypothesize is because the community is so good. Like, if you come out with a dog shit game, you're sunk. And, sure. Oh yeah. And, and that's story wise, graphics or whatever. Because even because games are so expensive to produce now. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they could potentially be so lucrative that, like, if you put all that money into a dog shit game, like, your company could be over. Whereas back sure. in Nintendo Sega times, you don't realize don't until know. you get an emulator, the fucking garbage, garbage, yeah. capital G, I, they You may us. have watched this. It's a documentary. I think it's still on Netflix. It's called Game Over. It's about E.T.? Yes. Yes, I saw it. And yeah. it's it's a documentary about uh apparent like the worst in the like full like of hyperbole, the worst video game ever made. Yeah. Which for at the time was this game made for Atari and it was E.T. Yeah. Made when the movie came out. So if you can imagine like E.T. graphics, super low Atari low graphics, low budget, yeah. low stakes. Really, we just like sprites. This little sprightly shape that looks like a K that looks like an E.T. Yes. Like, when I say graphics, I mean very liberally. Yeah, loosely, right. Um. So, but that's the thing. At the time, like, Atari was the system. Right. Wasn't Donkey Kong so on was, Atari? It was the only game in town. So it was like you had Pong. Yeah. And... Whatever they like, a super low res version of Pac Man. Donkey Kong or but, no? No, Donkey Kong was a cabinet game. That was an arcade game. Okay. A okay. stand up game. All right. So that was the difference. Like, Atari was the first. You have like arcades blowing up, and it's like, oh my God, look at this. I can play this. I play on a little Italian guy, and I fight a monkey. Yes, of course. What is this, Donkey Kong? It feels real. It looks real. That's insane. But then you have if you these... break that down, by the way, that's madness. That's madness. The concept for it's that fucking first insanity. amazing game is, it was, is it, if this is spicy, it was made in Japan, right? Yes. So, like, well, then why isn't it a Japanese man, you know, fishing in the ocean or something i don't i, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I mean some <laughs> this is the guy that refuses to play the black dwarf on golden eggs <laughs> i'm just saying that has nothing to do with that but why isn't it regionally fishing in the ocean? Why? <laughs> because that's their every day they need an escape Hans. But, all right that's fair that's fair well, I guess that's the difference. They're better people than us because Americans are so jingoistic that if if we had to create Donkey Kong, it would be George Washington, you know, looking sure. for a goddamn. Well, that's the thing. I feel like I document. don't know the history. <laughs> <laughs> looking for documents. <laughs> he didn't look for shit. Uh, I feel like it was just like a guy, like a programmer was like, you know what, what I really love? I like King Kong. Right. How can I make the experience of watching King Kong as a child into a game? And I agree if it was, so this Japanese man was like, well, I'll have a, a, a guy who jumps over barrels and like the whole point of King, like the end of the movie is you. You scale the building, and like if you could have, you could have saved 
Fay Ray from King Kong. Sure. So that's the whole thing. It's like, let's get to top, save the girl. But I agree. If it was American, you wouldn't play the guy who laboriously climbs the building step by step. You'd be the guy in the airplane that's like, let's kill that big fucking monkey. Right, right. Yeah, of course, of course. And then do you think the reason they made it an Italian guy is just because generally at that time, everybody was like, it was a soft, funny way to be racist? I don't think it was Mario yet. Oh, I always thought it was. I think it was just... A guy? Like, a sprite, like a little anim... Like, it was just there. It was a thing. Like, because that game existed, the Mario Brothers. I don't know what came first. The donkey or the Mario? Right, right. The real chicken or the egg conundrum. Do you think it was a bunch of stoner boners being like, the guy's like, he's like an Italian jumping... He's working in a barrel factory. No, I think it's, again, going back to spicy Americans... We got to give it a name. I think it was probably called like, like the translation, like, cause it's like Mega Man was like Rock Man or something, oh, like the Japanese oh, translation. Okay. So they like sassed it up. Got it was it. probably just called Man vs. Monkey. Which is And they're a great like, name. Ah, I don't know, uh, Super Mario. Eh, brothers. Let's give him a brother. Oh, it's almost like they just put it into a translator or something. Sure. And they just gave it a name they thought they could market their. Johnson and Mir right. were like, how can we sell this? The Italians love playing with things. <laughs> They're distracted. Distractable. <laughs> no, but that going back to that documentary, uh, Game Over, they talk to the guy. And it's literally what we're talking about. So it, it works. Is the American guy who was the the programmer. Like yeah. the you know, like the Mark Zuckerberg of Atari games. <laughs> And he just had, he had all these hits and he says it on the thing because they address the fact like, oh man, you look at an Atari, the art for an Atari game yeah. and you're like, holy fuck, this thing looks like it rules. And then you slam it into your Atari and it's like, me, 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 he designed a game solely based on art and I think it was called Yip's Yars Revenge. <laughs> right. And the art looks really like 70s, 80s, spacey, like 2001, <laughs> like a spaceship fighting a monster. Sure. And you watch him talk about it and he applies all of this mythology and all of this love based on this art. And then you see <laughs> the game and it's just like <laughs> just a, a wedge shooting a triangle at a rainbow. It's He's like, so yeah, yeah, so then the rainbow represents the evil empire. Right. And then right. you're the ship. It's Com Gambo. It's exactly. Yeah, basically. I mean, you yeah. did. You don't judge by. A, that is true. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover. But that's all you did with Nintendo. That's it. Yeah. And some of that Nintendo art is the best art ever. No. But those so in that documentary, the guy that made Yar's Revenge. Yeah. Is like, I'm the highest paid man on the planet. Mm-hmm. I met Steven Spielberg, and he said, I want to make E.T., and I said, fuck you. Right. How much? And, like, you're listening, and you're like, this is fucking, like, rock star shit, and then you see the what comes of it, and E.T. was the biggest movie of the time. Oh, yeah. So the game sold, like, gangbusters, and everyone was like, I can't wait to live E.T., and then they played this game, they're like, Living E.T. sucks. What? Uh, yes. <laughs> right? No, exactly. 
I mean, let's be honest. Do they give Steven Spielberg his comeuppance? Because you know, two two things Steven Spielberg did: played the game and went, "Ah, what do I care?" Yeah, didn't even totally. bother to play the game mm-hmm. or ask anybody's opinion on the game. Right? There's only two options. Sure. I think they take his Academy I, Award away. I think he should lose a couple. I think it should go on to the list. Are you going to list him? Oh, I'm going to, no, I'm going to put that game. I'm going to put, yes, I'm going to put Steven, I'm going to put Steven Spielberg <laughs> on Schindler's list. Hans <laughs> Schindler Frywald's list. Oh my God. We should remake Schindler's list. Let's hear Into me out. an Atari game? No, into a factory where they make E.T. Atari games. <laughs> but they make them purposely bad to, to harm the Reich. <laughs> this game was better. Make it brought it down, but we 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 made it worse. Make me a game. So bad. Oh god. That is very nice. It's very nice. Yet how come you've only made three ET games today? <laughs> I was busy playing Yars Revenge. <laughs> it was so good. I agree. But no shit. It's like the guy that made the E.T. game also made like the Indiana Jones game. Yeah. Or got famous because he was like in the game was like, I'm the guy that put the snake in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like show a clip and it's just this little yellow guy in a hat jumping over a snake. And you're like. Oh wow! I guess innovation. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just picturing. I've been holding in the back of my head the guy before the guy that pitched Donkey Kong. Who's like, all right, I got it. Johnson and Mir, Tokyo. Who's like, all right, we got it. Here you go. Listen to this. It's a Japanese guy, and he's fishing in the ocean. <laughs> just to silence, and they're like, fishing. What? 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 Well, what's he fishing for? Isn't that what we already do? He's uh he's uh fishing for uh hot dogs. Let's do it. <laughs> Evil ones. He's feeding hot dogs in like snorkel outfits. <laughs> and yeah, and then you have to get the hot dogs to the evil rat prince. It is still one of my favorite things, like that weird little monologue. I think we talked about it. It was only and next time we get Mitch in and around yeah. to do it. I want him to read this monologue that we wrote because we had an idea for a show, which is basically what we're talking about. It's like we had a character so get good. pulled yes. into yes. these video games. So it's like our version of Mario Brothers and have to like, as the modern audience, you like have to explain like why it's happening. So the thing we had was the Sandusky boys. Right. So he's like... What 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 am I doing here? And he's like, we're the Sandusky boys. You fight the you fight the candies, and they wear the tuxedo shoes. <laughs> Watch out for the lizard. Because right, like, the right. <laughs> they were the Polish Sandusky boys. But the my favorite thing was the uh, ditch digger. Yes, so good. And it was our version of the classic sort of laborer game, which was kind of a genre. Like root beer, like root beer, like tapper. Yeah, and there's a yeah. tree chopper game. So we wrote this monologue 
that was the guy, the ditch digger guy, which yeah. you, he explains his life in the game, which you would imagine it's like, you dig a ditch and you get a, you get a plate of flapjacks. So it's a dramatic monologue where he's just like, so what do I do? I dig ditches. Why? Because you get a big breakfast. Why would you get a big breakfast? Well, if you get enough big breakfasts. Oh, that's great. You die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's true. Death. It's Horribly true. existential, like, life of a ditch digger. You gotta write, like, a ditch digger hymnal. So. But speaking of video games, there's one that I think your brother would like. It's called uh, a Cuphead. Okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful game. And it's just a classic side-scroller video game where you shoot at stuff and jump over stuff. But all of it is hand-painted and hand-animated, like cell animation. Jesus. To look like it's like it's from the 30s. That's amazing. So it's a, and all the it's music, a new game. It's a new game. Like It's an indie game. Yeah. So when you were talking about like how games can die if they're bad, it's a new one you can download. It's like twenty bucks. It's hard as hell. Like it's classically frustratingly right. hard. But is it like a all the mute bad dudes kind of side scroller? It's kind of like a like a contra basically. Okay. Like you have this little animated cuphead. So it's in the style of like early Walt Disney, like Mickey Mouse. Gotcha. Like you got the high pants and the gloves. And you just shoot little things, and it's Cuphead and Mughead, and you can play two at the same time or one at a time. It's just Google it to look at it. It's fucking beautiful. Like all of the bosses are crazy, hand drawn animation. That's very cool. That's one th- Disney always shit the bed on their video games. There's some. There could be some arguments on that aladdin with verno i was gonna say a lot of lion king King. King fans a lot of lion king fans but go before that there was like mickey's big heart parade time it was just some dog shit god damn there was one that as i described it to you fantasy island or something i think it was called adventures of fantasy island and you literally play a cowboy that shoots stars and you go through the Disney parks, Fever but you're dream. not like a, a licensed Disney character, nor do you cross paths with any Disney character, but you go to a haunted mansion and you ride the log ride, whatever the log ride is. Is this malt Frisbee? Is this like a fake, but it's Disney specific? <laughs> <Malt> Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> when I die, I want you to freeze my legs. <laughs> This guy's crazy. <laughs> Just my legs. That's where all my good ideas come from, or my toes. I got a hollow leg full of good animation ideas. But your brain... Oh, talk to Walt Frisbee that... Malt Frisbee that way. Now get me... Get me Crackin' Don's Rescue Rangers. I can't, couldn't think of Sid and what synonym for rescue rangers? Kraken Don's savior. Kraken <laughs> Don's. Uh, rescue be saved. Savior. What's ranger? Savior squad. So yes, Kraken Don's savior squad. Oh, that's so good. Stupid, but good. And the reason I was thinking of Kraken Don's savior squad, because I, I eat my words, because I like the Chippendales 
video game, actually. That one was kind of fun. There's a lot of interactive yeah. play with the sets. Kraken Don. Kraken Don, save your squad. Freeze my legs. Kraken Don, save your squad. Squad, crack, crack, Kraken Don, where there's saving. Hey there, mate. This is my friend. He's my, he's my best friend, Slug. It's just like, it's, they're not Australian, but it's just like that dirty Scottish. Like, oi. Yeah, they're, they're older. Their older patriarch is just a fat squirrel that likes meat. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, video games, video games. Well, all right. Around the same time that yeah. these video games were being played would have been around the same time. That I would have been in Miss Dorher's fifth grade class. Oof. Okay. And we don't have Hot God, God Rod folder, Hot Rod God folder, but what we do have... Because he's he's in development to be a an 8-bit adventure. Right. Yes, yes, yes. The rights are currently option. But what we do have is H's old folder God. from... Look at how many white socks... Fifth grade. written on that folder but not even like creatively it's just literally no like just... this is like um stephen king shit this is like <laughs> no, it totally all work is. and no play makes hans a white Sox fan <laughs> it does because front and center uh, i can see the socks now but that one side just says white <laughs> and then sits surrounded by tiny white socks white socks white socks white socks so it's this horribly handmade folder which is just a piece of um construction paper folded in half and then in it is like old papers of mine pretty non (laughs) pretty non like specific like there's old grades it's all grade school stuff there's some math stuff pretty boring stuff there's some spelling bee stuff but then there's some gold let's see if i actually i did find a couple here's my fifth grade um 1993 94 uh Uh, and this is Millet Millet Bears. Millet Bears. Five seven two oh one. Spelling record. It's so like they didn't even try. Like it's literally just I got an A minus in reading, a B in language, A minus social studies, science A, handwriting satisfactory, art satisfactory, music Ooh, yeah. S plus. And we've all Ooh, heard my a- music. Hey, 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 it's the bad whites. So we all know this is dog shit. Satisfactory plus, S plus, holy shit. Can you imagine being an adult and having to write that over and over? S plus, like, that's insanity. Uh, It's unfortunate that you say that, but I was like, it, not to besmirch people who teach, but at some point you're just like, S, S, S. Oh, I kind of like that kid. He's weird. S plus. Oh, this kid's an asshole. What's what was this on the scale? Because it was E. Oh, I have S it right plus here. S S minus U unsatisfactory. Oh, U was the bad one. <laughs> I, I'm glad I don't have any LCs on here. What's LC? Learning Center recommended. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so and maybe I should have gotten LC because the first thing I find. Is and this is fifth grade. I, you know how sometimes you think you're older than you are. Like I was, and I'm not much brighter, by the way, because at the end of this folder, I don't know why she did this. She snuck in like a piece of writing I got paid for, like 
three years ago for this company <laughs> and it and i didn't progress so first of all my so it's first S? little piece of right and by the way this is such a big reminder of how you can't even see it from where you are when i used to write i used to sketch my letters like you were sketching a drawing so it was single paper would take me mm-hmm. hours because i would try and sketch each letter perfectly which is a really sick kind of fucked up tick for a kid to That's have. That's intense. It's almost like when, like, like, uh, uh, like. Is it like o- that? Not to, not to downplay OCD, but it was very compulsory. Like I had to have everything right. <clears throat> and there's multiple instances in here where I stop halfway through and start again because like the letters aren't looking right. Is it on the, the sort of when you learn to write like solid line Dead center dash line, then no, no, no. This is fifth grade. This is much later than that. So, oh wow! So you're like applying like perfect, like penmanship to yeah, like just even even not for like full stories, but even when I just had to write like, well, I guess I must have been late on that one. I had I had some pen at the bottom. Had to sneak that one in. (laughs) But uh, all right, let me get to this here. Uh, so first of all, I have a totally flawed description of Watertown. I can't wait to hear it. It's just a, it's just a, a single run-on sentence. Watertown is located in South Dakota. It has many tourist attractions like Mount Rushmore, <laughs> and it used to have many buffalo. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fifth grade. People are smarter than that in fifth grade, I'm afraid. <laughs> I thought I was. You'd probably seen Mount Rushmore, or maybe you hadn't. Guess not. I saw it out my back window. That's right. Ooh, I think this is a pen pal letter. See, I'm just going through this loosely for the first time. Oh boy, God, I'm glad I didn't get this kid as a pen pal. <laughs> I am in fifth grade. In fifth grade, we get to do really neat stuff. We get to go to swimming lessons. We never get chocolate milk every day. <laughs> we never. <laughs> We never get. <laughs> we never get it. Chocolate milk every day. <laughs> Where's this letter going? Like China? <laughs> I've never had milk. This is the this is the influence for some of those video games. All right, I need a game where these kids don't get chocolate milk every day. All right. Uh, I go to Millette School. We have a school every Monday through Friday. We have a school. <laughs> Uh, and we get every Saturday and Sunday off, but we get most of holidays off. Our school is about a hundred years old. It is one of the oldest schools in the world. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's a blatant lie. Are you a Mario brother? I live in Go Watertown. to the oldest school. I live in Watertown. Watertown is a really big city. We have Mount Rushmore. I feel like I really have like a... A complex, like, I, like, <laughs> I feel like, and a really big mall. Now that was true. That was true. That was true. Ooh, my physical fitness test record sheet. <laughs> Guess how many curl ups I did, and I don't believe it for a second. Guess how many curl ups I did. In <clears throat> I know 60 I had seconds. zero because I was a little fat kid, and I hated physical fitness time because I uh, was shamed. I felt very shameful of myself. Okay. So I used to cheat and do extra pull-ups. So it'd be like, 
He did 10. I didn't. Yeah, but, I just jumped 10 times. Well, but guess how many pull-ups I did in 60 seconds. <laughs> 60? 71. 70? 71? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, uh, I did run a nine-minute mile, though. This, all right, this, I think this is the same time. I think I've told this story. My buddy and me, Ryan Rubelke, used to cheat. So when it was cold out in South Dakota, you used to have to run the mile indoors. So, at least oh, at Malay. Yeah, yeah. So you would literally run 50 laps around this small oh, gym. Yeah. And you would have a partner mark off your laps. So every time Ryan, we're like, fuck this. We would run by each other and they mark off your lap. We were like, mark off three. Mark. So we each had like <laughs> three and a half minute miles. <laughs> and the teacher the was best. like, all right, all right. And so you have to run the mile every quarter. So that was the third quarter. And the last quarter, she was like, I have everybody's times. Of course, it's now spring. So we'll be running outside. And everybody that runs faster than their old score will get you know, like a pizza party or something, or we'll get a treat. Yeah. So Ryan and I are like, fuck. And you don't get a partner on that. She times you because it's just once sure. around the yeah. – three times around the school. So we went from our three-and-a-half-minute miles to our <laughs> nine-minute, nine-second mile. <laughs> All right, moving on. This ba- And, guys, I haven't cracked the – I haven't – there was a reason I pulled this out, and it wasn't for – I'm finding more, obviously. Now, this is weird because I don't think I came up with this. But this is insane. So this is like a list of like you're supposed to come up with like names to call people and then sentences to put them in. So I have get my gold coins, ankle biters. Maybe an elf. <laughs> gold okay. axe yeah. reference. Yeah. <laughs> Stop barking, you pot lickers. Like what? Good boy, you old <laughs> tail wagger. All right. These seem like old timey rants, right? It does. It sounds like uh, like are you an old timey racist? <laughs> an old timey miner, and yeah, a racist. All right, all right. Let me get to the good stuff. I'm, I'm keeping us in suspense. Probably not. So, all right. So here we go. I have an aside. Please. You can get to yours yes. right now, but yes. I'm just saying it was. I read it today, and now that we're talking in the era of. Primo us being like fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. Uh, old Chauvy Island is going to have a hell of an animation department. Because did you did you hear about John Crix Falusi? No. Creator of Ren and Stimpy? No. Oh, yeah. Tin? You're, you're in. F- oh, just the, the there's not enough room in this tin. Oh, fuck. Oh, Henning. <laughs> I know. So basically, he. At the height of Ren and Stimpy would, like, as we're talking about, you had a pen pal, get letters from kids all the time. Hey, you're you're my favorite animator. I love Ren and Stimpy. And he would get letters from young girls. Like young, young? Like 11, 12. Oh, no. So the thing I read today was, and I was seeing things on Twitter like, People being like young women, like now our age, like, oh, this really kind of looks like shit now. And they had like a hand drawn like Christmas card from John Crick's Falusi. It was like, have a good Christmas. And it's like the this cute pixie elf girl and like his, you know, classic, ugly, yeah. weird guy, like oogling a girl. <laughs> so oh, it's so it sucks so bad. Uh, 
just for everything. Like, of course. So there was one woman in particular who sent him a letter at 13 and he uh-huh. responded. Uh-huh. And she, of course, was like, this is amazing. I want to be an animator. And they kept up a correspondence and he would send her boxes of stuff and like Ren and Stimpy swag. And like a few years go by and she's like 15 and he comes to visit her. And like she lives in Tucson, like in a trailer park, and he comes to visit, and it's like this is amazing. This is John Crick's Felucy of Red and Stimpy. Of course, but he brought a just chocolate roll- cake and a condom. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like he's like a six pack and a fucking oh, a salami sandwich. So bad. Uh, so he would visit, and then you know this girl is like sixteen, seventeen, and she comes to Los Angeles. To, like, visit him, and then she stays at his house, and, like, you know, he gets inappropriate, and she, and then she goes home, but then she works for him at age, like, 17, like, after she graduates high school, she moves in with him and becomes his girlfriend. At 17. At, like, 17, 18. Right. So then she has just come out now as an, you know, like, now being in her 30s, like, this was fucked up. Right. And he joked, like... He was on like Howard Stern and he made jokes about like my girl. I've been I've dated my girlfriend since she was 15 or some sort of weird shit. And then she came out. So then these other people came out and were like, yeah, John Crick's Feluzzi like was inappropriate with us as young women and preyed upon like nerdy anime, like people who like young women who like like animation. Is it like a nerd dominance thing? Like, because he, I, it's just so fucked up. Like, you've got that Crick's Falusi money. I'm not equating money with sex, but I'm also just saying, like, and he's got this very intelligent mind and mind for satire and stuff. Like, he, what is the shift where you need that adulation or you need that power structure, that dynamic? Where you have to be in control so much that it causes you to cast aside any ap- right. appropriate behavior for you know well, that shit. Like, come on. And it's like he, like his picture, I guess, you know, there's a big John Crick's Felucy picture still in Nickelodeon because yeah. it's fucking Ryan and Stimpy. It's yeah, fucking of huge. So it's just like crazy timing, but they fired fucking Fatty Dennis from head of the class. What? Because he's the super producer at Nickelodeon. Still His is. Name's Dan Dan Schneider. Not anymore. Oh, fuck. I knew he was on Keenan and Kel as the grocer. Oh, uh no, like so if John Crick's Felucy's like in an in, inappropriate like sea otter, like this dude, fucking fat Dennis from head of the class, is a fucking Mako shark. Like he's a fucking <laughs> predator. Wow. So Eric was not the bad boy in head of oh, the class. No, 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 no. He was very appropriate. Eric was probably, as soon as they said cut, Eric was probably had a little pee in his pants because he knew Dennis was there, had to go to the boys' <laughs> locker room. No, so that was just, I read that John Crick's Felucy thing today and I was like, oh, fuck. So even as much of a predator as Fatty Dennis is, everybody's like, yeah, didn't probably make front page. He he was Weinstein levels, it seems, of really inappropriateness. Like there, there's a rumor that uh, 
Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney Spears' yeah. sister, yep, has yep. a kid. It's this dude's kid. Fat Dennis. Fat Dennis. Yeah. Uh, I'll put a picture and, of the kid up on Facebook tonight, and, or when the pod uh, releases, and we'll, well and there's we'll have a, that girl comparison. from all that, uh, Amanda Barnes, like the one who everyone's like, she's fucking crazy. Yeah, that sucks, yeah. Uh, there's talk that he, like, made her crazy? Abused her. Yes. That shit was fucked up, because she's, like, genuinely, like, we, we have friends who have bipolar. I have, a, like, yeah. a form of it, like, a minor form of it. We've seen that exact, I don't know what her diagnosis was, but it was so clearly psychological. And, yeah, she had, like, money yeah. and shit, so she was, a, like, and she was on camera, so you saw this fucked up shit. But everybody, that was played out in the media for, like, a month. Sure. Of, like, a total madness to about, breakdown. Like, Someone like like you just said like she is famous she does have money but like she's been on camera since she was fucking twelve right so mix in whatever all this other fucking weird shit that's going on it's just a that perfect storm where they're like we can't wait to see what happens next yeah like people Keep were prodding like, at her yeah. like let's say she was sexually abused by this dude Fat Dennis from Head of the Class. At like Dennis. a powerful, like he, like he is. He's a fucking low rent Harvey Weinstein, but it's the same shit. He just preyed upon like young tween kids. Yeah, I don't know if it is the same shit. It might be a it's maybe worse level worse. Fat Dennis, I've talked about him a lot. Oh, you in high regard. You've held him in very. I don't high think regard. I was glowing reviews <laughs> of Fat Dennis. I think if we go back and listen to the pod. I think I talk about there's something going on behind those eyes. Oh yeah, maybe I no. Probably, so yeah, go that... back and I'm like, Fat Dennis is a model <laughs> citizen, good actor, patriot. It's Genius. that Eric you have to watch out for. Although uh, I think yeah, Eric so was yeah. in cahoots with him because Eric Fucking... was a director. Yeah, he directed all the shit, but like, Fat Dennis, Dan Schneider is the guy who created Kenan and Kel. He's the guy who Head created the... like all these. Head of the class, Who thought more the like, dynamic. here's my head, where's your ass? <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. But it sucks. <laughs> so good, though, it sucks. Yeah, so where's like, Mad Magazine spectrum. when you need it? Like, so yeah, Crix Felucci's a piece of shit. Of course. All your favorite Nickelodeon shows are soiled. Man. But yeah, no, that, that really... What do you think? You kicking the dick with that... For... Keenan Thompson, you think he's one of the good ones? There's no holdouts so. left. I'm getting nervous. Frank Thomas? You think he was inappropriate? <laughs> I know he was fucking inappropriate. <laughs> Nobody would call There's him no out. chance in hell. Frank Thomas is like O.J. Simpson. No, he's already threatened. <laughs> he, even before all the show, <laughs> the name of this podcast is Frank Thomas is like O.J. Simpson, by the way, which is so <laughs> spicy. But Frank Thomas, like O.J. Simpson, even before even before a premonition that any of this show and this shit would come out, as soon as he did something inappropriate, he said, and by the way, I'll fucking kill you and your family. Oh, yeah. No, Frank Thomas is Negan from <laughs> fucking Walking Dead. Oh, He's got that God. baseball bat. He's like, just kissing it and like, just give me a reason. Oh, my God. And I... I mean, this uh, does lead me. Sorry to for the Frank Thomas. Crix Felucci aside, but I just it, we, I read it today and I was like, well, we're, we're going to report record a podcast. I got to bring it up. 
Of course. I mean, speaking of Frank Thomas here, let me see. Do I have it? If your I'm parents checking. told you that you could do anything that you wanted to do this weekend, what would you choose? Go to Chicago White Sox game. <laughs> and meet their first baseman, Frank Thomas. If you could learn about anything you wanted to learn about, what would you choose? What do you think I'd choose? <laughs> Playing first base for Chicago White Sox. Now, I just learned more about Frank Thomas. <laughs> Oh boy, not the most. Oh, oh wait, man. what book or story have you read recently that was exciting to you? Malcolm X, by any means necessary. <laughs> Shut up. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, but let's get into all of that. Just bring that amalgam together in your head here. Um, it's a shame it wasn't Black Rage. <laughs> I know. I'm sure if I could get a hand on a copy, but I think you're about to have some Black Rage. Because I did find some narrative that I wrote, maybe the early pinnings of my comedy career. So I'm going to start with, and I haven't read these. I read a snip at the beginning and I saved it. So this, I'm going to start, this has a different title. And when I get to a point, I feel like I'm going to go to this other essay or short story that might have something reminiscent of this one. I might have switched gears here because... Let's just say one baseball player also played football, so he usurped this just baseball player. (laughs) So as we know, you we you like to write and draw your writing, yes. Or maybe yeah. So you're in the midst of an idea. You could switch. Yep, yep, yep. Creative here, Uh, creative process. So the title of this short story is called "Baby Big Hurt." Can you set up what Big Hurt means? Sure. For those who don't under know what that reference is? For those of you who still don't know who Frank Thomas is. <laughs> he was the first base. First base for the White Sox. Probably a sexual predator. Or not. But, but come on. Uh, he You've sells seen root- him in late night workout ads. Sells root pills now. Um, uh, and his nickname was the Big Hurt. Because a- he's going to put a hurt on you. I've Nolan only, Ryan hurt you. Yeah, he he liked to run over catchers. So they so the commercial said, and he had a Reebok contract. You know why? Because they offered him the most money for the shoddier product, and he took it. <laughs> oh, they were like leather sacks on your feet. Oh they yeah, the shittiest oh, shoes in yeah. the world. Actually, I think there was a Frank Thomas pump baseball cleat, if I'm recalling right. Uh, I think you recalled correct. Yeah. Being very brand loyal, you and they I. were like three hundred. Even Frank Thomas, like they were two. You ain't selling that shit for less than three hundred. So he sold two <laughs> pairs. I'm not a '90s rapper. I can't afford these baseball cleats. I'm gonna wear my mom's running shoes. I was gonna say maybe I could afford those baseball cleats, but I'd have to, they would have to be my everyday shoes. <laughs> they would just oh click around. Yes, just click. Click, click. Oh, here comes Hans and it's Frank Thomas. He's been wearing them for four years. And I just had a bumper sticker on my bike that says, my other shoes are wrestling shoes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so are we ready for Those have to be your gloves. So uh, what the baby means, I'm not sure yet. All right. Oh, yep. I just read the first sentence in my head here. Baby Big Hurt. Not Big Hurt, baby. Baby (laughs) Big Hurt. One here we we begin. One day a four week baby 
Ah, oh boy, it's just proofread, man. <laughs> Proof. One, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might have to add one week, one day, a four week old. Is that baby. why your mom added the extra pamphlet? So she's like, well, Hans will read all his old stuff, but he should probably look at his new stuff too. Yeah, he's got to prove the new. <laughs> One day, a four-week-old baby picked up his toy ball and threw it 200 miles per hour. <laughs> his his dad, Frank Thomas. <laughs> You're not my real father, Lee. <laughs> his dad's Frank. His dad, Frank Thomas's eyes bulged out of his head. So he took him out to Kaminsky Park to see his manager. He saw him throw a ball, but he needed a good hitter, so he gave the baby a bat and pitched him some. And Big Baby Hurt, or Big Baby Big Hurt, hit everyone out of the park, so he gave him a contract. (laughs) This is just. So dry. (laughs) No, I love young haunts. Always have. We were friends then, we're friends now. This is a protest piece, because you were sick of that fucking bullshit rag <laughs> that was Rookie of the Year. Oh, yeah. So I'm pitching you the White Sox version. Oh, Take yeah. Take this baby downtown. Cubs. I don't want a teenage kid. Let's have a baby. It's oh, called yeah. Baby Big Hurt. This is pure script bot. This is me yeah. usurping those scumbags that don't get <laughs> it. Oh, you think you're going to make a million bucks with a teenager? I'll give you a baby. I'll give you a fucking baby. Or it was just, I was like, all right, I just saw a baby's day out. Got a Frank Thomas baseball card in my spokes. Uh, Baby's day out to the park? You can throw 200 miles an hour. Did I mention that? (laughs) Funky butt loving. Let's see. Uh, Hit everyone out of the park. So they gave him a contract to play first base. He will get paid $900 billion a second. (laughs) The greed of this kid. Oh wow, that's a that's high pay. I wish that's some high paid hyperbole right there. Three hundred million seven thousand dollars a second, bitch. All right, <laughs> so that was a little Freddy in there. I feel like even Young Hans was like, I feel like the story's gotten out of hand. <laughs> I've topped out at the salary alone. <laughs> no, I've gotten. I'm, I'm four four. I'm four lines in conclusion. <laughs> So maybe that was a first draft because we got to switch it. We got to switch it. And we do switch it to a story. I'm assuming it's related because it's called Baby Dion. Ooh. <laughs> this sounds like a buddy comedy to me. Just baby there, Big Hurt, Baby Dion. It just doesn't sound appropriate. For, I, it could be me. I'm. I'm, maybe I'm projecting my hypersensitive 21st century heteronormative yeah. male self looking out hey, for man. the movement. Going, a white kid from Watertown, South Dakota should not be writing a story called Baby Dion. It looks like it should be a name of a short story by Chester Himes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's to say Baby Dion isn't Chinese? Native American? Uh, all right, Samoan American lit class. We're going to be reading Native Son, <laughs> Man, Baby Dion. <laughs> uh, catch him if he hollers. I don't think that <laughs> if he hollers, let him go. I forget. All right, Baby Dion. Here we go. Ooh, it's a change of perspective. I think this one's going to oh. be better. By the way, hi there. I'm all right. <clears throat> I'm oh, not going to do right. a spicy voice, but let's see. 
Hi there. A baby. My name. Oh, yeah. Nah, I can't do a baby. That would be creepy. Hi there. My name <laughs> Deion Sanders just, Jr. Just continue with your George W. Bush voice again. Hi there. <laughs> Hi there. My name is Deion Sanders Jr. All right. Let me do it. Let me give it justice. Hi there. My name's. <laughs> you can't now it's do in it my now. head. Now I'm Lyndon Baines Sanders Jr. <laughs> New buddy comedy coming soon. Lyndon Baines uh, Sanders. It's Lyndon Baines Jr. and a robot football player from Prohibition. All right. Hi there. My name is Dion Sanders Jr. Maybe you've heard of, you know, the guy who started playing baseball and football with my dad, Dion Sanders, when I was <laughs> one second old and I picked up I a baby bottle. <laughs> Are we cut shitty and stop? impetuous this kid is. He's like, you haven't heard of me, you fuck. Oh, come on, I'm Deion Sanders' dad, or something, with my dad. Junior. Hey, man, when I was one second old, I picked up a baby bottle and threw it nine billion miles per hour, and my dad was like, the heck? You can play in the pros. So he took me to his manager. Wait, he took me to his manager. I'm seeing the DNA. I can see these two stories were written by the same auteur. There's a lot of babies born. Very fast pitching and get me to a manager. Help me out here with this because I think this is a baseball reference, but even I'm too far removed. Yeah. Nine billion miles per hour. And my dad's (laughs) like, the heck? You can play in the pros. So he took me to his manager, Baby Cox, who coaches, coaches the Braves and saw me pitch. He said, is the Braves coach named Cox at that time? It was Buddy Cox. Huh? It was Buddy Cox, I believe. Oh, well, I want Baby Cox. Well, because he's got to be a baby coach. Right, he's a baby coach. Coach the Braves, and he saw me pitch and said, I quote, he throws fast, but we need a good hitter. So he <laughs> thought I could hit. So he threw me a, He thought I could hit. He was, oh boy, let me try. And, <laughs> so he thought I could hit. He was, threw me a ball, and I hit it so far that it hit a young boy in China. Oh, no. Holy yay. Look, I'm going to continue with this line, but it doesn't get spicy. <laughs> Threw me a ball, and I hit it so far that I hit a young boy in China, and his eyes were like, so, bulged okay. out, and his mouth dropped so far it touched the ground. He Then he, sh- then he showed me how to bunt. So I... <laughs> The Chinese kid? I guess it's not perfect. This is some first draft. Though clearly it's a final draft. The way this sketching is beautiful. First draft final, baby. Yeah, it's always one and done. So he showed me how to bunt. So I bunted. And I hit some kid. So he said, you just... All right, all right, this is rough. So he said, you just sit here. We're in business here. Here's my signature. And and this is artistic license here. I actually just (laughs) wrote a bizarre signature and place. So I've seen art books that are like made that way. This is insane. Yes. That's actually pretty contemporary. That are meant to like you have to like, oh, it's a signature. It's. It's a good thing this baby didn't go into print. That's extra if oh. had that baby. Uh, of course, he paid me $9,099. Uh, 
My first game, we played the Toronto Blue Jays. Since it was raining, they had to up their metal top up when I was up. To, oh, come on, H. <laughs> they had to up their metal to up when I was up to. I when I was up to, I hit so hard it dented the top. After the this is fifth grade. I'm telling you, <laughs> I I feel like other. I feel like this is rough for fifth grade. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This seems. LC, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> you needed. <laughs> I think this could have used the little learnings. Uh, anyways, um, I hit so hard it dented the top. After the game, my dad got a call from his coach on the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh, Ooh I like where this is go. going. They too, if I could play football. So my dad took me to the football field where I tried to throw the ball, but my hand couldn't fit around the ball. <laughs> Something awful about that. So my dad said, you might, just, science. you might just be able to catch the ball, son. So he threw the ball, and I ran so fast, the flash looked like a speedwalker. I caught the <laughs> ball. That's insane. Suck it, flash. Right. Uh, oh, like a man with a speedwalker? You think that's what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, you're just like the flash, fastest man alive. Looks like one of those dinky, rinky speedwalker douches. Oh, I was thinking a man with a walker. Yeah, speedwalker. No, but one of those like yes, Olympic speedwalker. Right. Uh, getting back to I it. I got you. I got you, baby. I appreciate it. Uh, I caught the ball with one hand and made a touchdown in one second. All these, only with the one second kid over a here. A lot of time. A lot of money. A lot of imp. <laughs> like a lot of like. Detail like uh, numbers. I'm gonna take this to my Fast therapist. Money. And then I'm gonna cry for a month. <laughs> it only took nine seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. there's a good joke in there. We did. You had a like. Baby H had a good joke. It was like I made the, the Flash look like a speedwalker. That's true. That's true. I'll, I'll take it because I gotta take something. Um, my first game went. If you okay, one second. My first game went. If you think like 10 million touchdowns my first game went well if you yeah. think like 10 million touchdowns <laughs> is good humble brag i love it <laughs> yeah, i don't know how humble that is but my first world <laughs> series i was so excited i wet my diaper but hey so did oh my god this is an insanity line <laughs> My first World Series, I was so excited that I wet my dad diaper. <laughs> but hey, so did my dad. <laughs> what is that? So that's a dig at the real Deion Sanders. Also wet his or, diaper. <laughs> right, who wears, yes. But I mean. Another funny bit, funny bit. Deion Sanders wedding. in diapers? I mean, why wouldn't he? Because I hit one billion grand slams and got 27 outs, but. So I hung it, but I hung it all. This gets dark here, and it's a yeah. different writing. I think I ran out of time, but I I didn't have a conclusion. This is so clearly. See if I can show it to you. So clearly different writing at the end oh, that it was yeah, just like, yeah. all right, you know what? It said three pages. I'm not going over three pages. I get time <laughs> for a conclusion. But I hung it all up. Nobody knows why. Not even me. <laughs> Oh, that is so twisted. Oh my god, I love it. Alright, so... you're like, what are you 
that is, I feel like... Baby Dion, but why? I don't know. Not even me. All right, I hate to say this. That was a rough draft. Are you... Because I just found a single-page draft with my name at the end, <laughs> with oh, a comment in grade by the teacher going in. It's just a page. It's just a page. I know so we got 2.0? This baby is the real deal, Sketcher. It's just called Baby Dion. You've heard that. Hi there. My name is Dion Sanders. Maybe you heard of me. You know the guy who started playing Major League Baseball with my dad when I was one second old? <laughs> I picked up a baby ball and threw it 9 billion miles per hour and my dad's eyes went out of his head and his mouth opened so wide it hit the ground. He said, heck, you can play in the pros. I replied, gaga goo goo. So he took me down <laughs> to see his coach, Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox. He there said, Where, where's the guy you wanted me to see? Right here, said my dad. Bobby answered, that couldn't, that could, that couldn't, that kid couldn't harm a flea. Oh, yeah, said my dad. Yeah, yelled Bobby. Then finally, my dad said, Just watch him throw! Well, okay, Bobby said. I picked up the ball and threw it, and it went faster than ever. But after six years, I just lost my touch. (laughs) Oh, no, this got way darker. I don't know how it happened. Nobody did. And it remains a mystery. Bye. I got a three. Humor is good. Watch the punctuation. Keep writing! Exclamation point. And I never stopped. And, and there's a picture of a separate page, but right after it, it is like a stereotype oh my God. of Holy a shit. man in That's stripes. Amazing. That is, I don't know where I would have saw it, but with all the talk today, I labeled him the Hey Hey Man. Hey, man. All right. Oh my god, look at that drawing. Holy shit. That was a everything about this folder is Hey, the folder doesn't end on the outside. It goes on on the inside. Written in big pen. It just says <laughs> Frank Thomas number 35 the big herd. <laughs> in case you forgot. This is like I should be working in a goddamn mine somewhere. Like how am I <laughs> How do I have a wife and a life? <laughs> a kid on the way, right? I'm, the, But I am the type of guy that should already have like nine kids. And then he's like, you want me to read you one of my stories? And I'm like, why does this guy have fucking kids? I hate, I hate baby Dion. Dad reads it every Christmas. Oh, yeah. Now I have stories to read my child. Well, Easter's just around the corner. Maybe that's the tradition. It's Easter Sunday, children. Let's. T- it's time to read baby Dion. Wow. I mean, I've, I've got some more stuff here. I've got my Stanford testing. Uh, I mean, maybe I should... I should got an old... My mother keeps some crazy shit. Old... Did you know? Do you know how... Alright, do you know how companies used to... Like, they have the name of the... Or restaurants, excuse me, have the name of the restaurant, but the business name, like on your W-2, is always something else. Oh, like, yeah. Terminus sure. Restaurant Corps. Mm, yeah. Do you want to know work what... for Perkins or whatever it is? Well, do you know what the Perkins business name is? Because it should no. just be the name of the restaurant. It and should I... just be Perkins Inc. No, no, no. The name of their restaurant. They should have scrapped Perkins and went with this name. 
Oh, I got you. What's on your W-2? Watertown Family Pancakes. <laughs> Watertown Family Pancakes. Because the idea of that is to give yourself an LLC or a business name that sounds sure business-like and professional. Does I don't know, that should we call sound... us uh, Flapjacks and Cinnamon? <laughs> the old Southtown Flapjack Shop? Hey, my mom kept so much shit. Here's a notification of withdrawal of my driving privileges. <laughs> it's my violation. Uh, effective date of suspension, the... 08-25-98. This was first. They took my license away for smoking cigarettes. That's what it was. Underage. You lost your license for smoking cigarettes? Yep. They took my fucking license away for a... Uh... Holy shit, that's so crazy. Because now I'm thinking about... When we all worked at the mall, there was that weird little cigarette kiosk in the Kmart? Yes. Because when I got old enough to buy cigarettes, I would buy cigarettes for people when I got off work at the comic book store. And I think by people, I think it was just you you and Carl. Of course you did. Yes, of course. So this is important. This is... Have I told you the story... How old did you have to be to buy cigarettes in South Dakota? 17, 16? No, you had to be 18. You had to be 18. Um, Alright, this is all on cigarette stuff. So, I don't know if on the podcast I've told the story of why I got suspended from high school. Can I tell that story? I don't think so. I got suspended twice. Both. You may have told one of them. (laughs) I think one I locked up deep in the recesses because... Because in, in retro, well, we all make mistakes. In retrospect, it was horrendous. With it was the what we called de-pantsing at the time, and oh, it was to right. it was some lowest common denominator shit. And I, yes, we have and, talked about that. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Because it, it was awful. But so another reason I got suspended was <laughs> reason two was for writing Baby Dion. Um, <laughs> was for smoking cigarettes in the parking lot. Of the school. So I was parked my car. I was walking to class. And so if you remember, our high school in Watertown had a main parking lot. And then Mm -hmm. hooked to the school was like, we called it a rec center, where the Boys and Girls Club was. And there was like another parking lot. And technically that was still on school property. And obviously it was illegal to smoke cigarettes if you were under 18. People gave a there shit. There were it, so many thirteen-year-olds who smoked cigarettes. There. Oh, of course, but a bigger deal, big deal, is if you because you can just get a ticket for that. Otherwise, but if you smoke cigarettes under eighteen on school property, they yeah. could suspend you. But everybody, fuck, everybody did it. Nobody. It was. This it was is back, a fucking hilljack farm town. Like yes, exactly. You would you would kiss your feet for like oh, at least my kids only smoking cigarettes. Exactly. So, but, you know, anyway, so I'm smoking a cigarette and I should preface it that I was definitely smoking a cigarette. My math teacher saw me and jokingly was like, hey, Mr. Frywald, put that out. Mr. Grippentrog, my 10th grade math teacher. And I think it would have ended there, but I looked at him. I didn't give him the finger, but I said, hey, yeah, right. And I kept smoking and smoked my cigarette and then put it out. Right. Let him walk by. Uh, So... Thinking about that now, it's obvious why mm-hmm. it's like two periods later, school started, I get called to the principal's office, Grip and Trog's there, 
He says, I saw Hans smoking a cigarette on school property. Mr. Frywald, is this true? Absolutely not. (laughs) We have to go with the teacher on this one. He's a liar. I get suspended. (laughs) And this is where, you know, this is where it should end. But I can't let, you know, there's probably many myths out there of when a lie should stop being a lie and then you just keep it going because you're stubborn. Take your ding and you walk, but you're like, nope, I wasn't smoking. I decide this is true. So I get suspended. That means they call your parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I had my car there, but for some reason I remember my dad picking me up, but it must have been like I got in my car and my dad's like, you come to my office right now. I go to his office. Were you smoking cigarettes? Of course not. I would never. He said, well, then that guy's a fucking liar. I never <laughs> trusted him. We're going to the hospital right now and you're getting a nicotine test. Preface it. I was definitely smoking cigarettes. Sure, Smoke, yeah. Smoking yeah. that, smoking all the time, but definitely smoking that cigarette. So what I have in my hand is, one, my questionnaire it- for the laboratory for the nicotine test. I, they drew blood oh, to test for ni- This is like, just take your ding and stop. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Uh, can a person test positive for nicotine after being exposed to other people's tobacco smoke? No. So this is just telling you why the test is accurate, because my test, no levels of nicotine detected. <laughs> such a shit. Which is crazy. But so then we take yeah. it. We have a conference with, I take my lump, yeah. I take my suspension, which who gives a yeah. fuck? But I missed a quiz. Yeah. How dare you? You read his stories. This guy's got an <laughs> academic career ahead of him. This is the auteur of young Dion. <laughs> What would be next, young Jordan? <laughs> young Pippin? <laughs> Pippin has Young AIDS. Muggsy Bogues? <laughs> Tall Muggsy. <laughs> Tall Mugs. Muggsy's dad. He, hey, hey, I'm not a baby, all right? I'm a grown man. <laughs> so we have the conference and we go back. And of course now, not only that, am yeah. I lying? I'm fucking chip on my shoulder line, right? Because I passed yeah. a fucking medical test. And the thing you didn't say, like, just like the name alone, Grippentrog. Of course. He is that human being. Like, he's like that freaks and geeks teacher. He's that character actor that just looks like a turd like guy. Like, he's such a, like, a goofy dude and... His wife is a teen, like, so he is not, like, what makes it perfect is he's like, if you're going to rally against a teacher because they're fucking like, fuck you, I'm going to bring down the system. Not this guy. No. He's just a fucking, it's, like. Thank you. I thought you were going somewhere else. So, in retrospect, it was, he's everything not, like, about this was unfair, obviously. The the Jocko douchey, like, yes. well, I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to ding the fucking wrestling coach because he's a fucking asshole and right or lundy or something like that the fact yeah no it's like he's such a dope like he's us like that's the thing is like he was just like mr frywell put your fucking cigarette out and you're like it's like all right well 
someone saw me see you smoke a cigarette, so I have to like. And we interacted. Do so my due my diligence. And I gotta de- punch the clock, and you're like, "Bitch, I got the fucking blood back." <laughs> and and like, what's oh, sad is I later bother? on, I can picture because vi- obviously this linked me to him forever. And sure. Yeah. I remember driving by. He lived in a. Is it a? A negative term to say hovel. Like he lived in such a <laughs> yeah, bad no, home. Yeah. Like he like I just remember driving by and it was like one of those stationary trailers and he had, was like trying to fix a rusty bicycle. <laughs> it was like I was driving by like something out of a John Steinbeck novel. No, it's like you kicked Bob Cratchit right in his fucking nuts. Exactly. I pissed on his dead son's grave. Um Anyways, well, luckily for him, at least the, by the, and I was dealing with the vice principal for whatever. <laughs> luckily reason. for him, you didn't make 9,000 million billion dollars on I Young Dio. Because <laughs> uh, we just went back and armed with all the evidence, and they were like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's over. Evidence. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I was right. I fucking saw you with my own two eyes. No, this saw me <laughs> with science. You're a math teacher. So, and, but then we just went in and like the second meeting was nothing like suspension stands. I trust my teacher. My dad's like, but this is a test. They're like, we told you not to give him that test. We don't trust your son. (laughs) And that was like it. That was it. I can't, why would you keep this? Like, this is such a, like, it's interesting. It's the dynamic my mother has. This is a folder of shame. Like, cause like there's tickets in here. There's, there's a, there's the parent teacher conference, which here it is. <laughs> Administ. All right. Oh my God. Here we go. Watertown Senior High School office referral tenth grade. This is me filling out student statement. Write a brief and accurate account of this office referral. I was accused of smoking. Signature, which I printed. <laughs> Administrator response. Mr. Grippentrog reported to me that Hans had been smoking in the parking lot this a.m. before school. Exclamation point. All right. Uh, this was on 9-11. <laughs> Conspiracy. <laughs> Inside job. Whoa, you know what? This was a long suspension. This went from 9-11 to 9-15. This is why I didn't get into my first... This is why I didn't get into my dream school. (laughs) My my Frank Thomas school of... What do they call it? Sock and dingers. I got into the safety school that takes everyone if you write a check. (laughs) The real definition of safety safety school. school. Parent conference. Yep, there's the old. Oh, that's shame amazing. Folder. The one horror movie that they need to make is just the idea of us going back and trying desperately to talk to our younger selves, and you're just like, you're fat and disheveled, and you don't make any sense. God. Yes, exactly. There's I'm, another. I'm going to go back in time and give myself a spanking. Here, here, I got a Saturday school. Student statement. I skipped second and third. Breakfast clubbed it? Breakfast clubbed it. I skipped second and third block to see a concert in Minneapolis. 
Oh, shit. Administrator response. Hunt skipped second and third block. I remember this one. This is when I was a senior. And literally, I was like, they were like, I was like, I'm going to, I told my parents, I'm going to skip school. And they're like, yeah. we're not going to let you skip school. I said, I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. I'm going to skip school. I skipped I'm school. Leaving. It was very adult, actually. And I remember even, who was it? Jan Rude. I don't know who, it was a, the administrator was a woman. And I just remember, like, she's like, so what are we going to do about this? I was like, well, just give me the thing. I skipped, I went to a concert. Yeah. Give me my yeah, to see. Give me my, I think I said, give me my lumps. Give, Besides, right, and then you slitter your Harmar Superstar CD. Right, exactly. It's signed, by the way. It was, what I didn't, this is when we went and saw Weezer. And, the, and that's not like, what it should say is, I skipped second and third period, drank a case of beer, and snorted yeah. so much Ritalin I should be dead. <laughs> and then I don't remember seeing Weezer, and I had a weird <laughs> incident with an older guy in a bathroom stall about drugs. <laughs> That's what it should say. <laughs> like that's the that's the time traveler. That's the horrific old time traveler. It's like don't go. <laughs> we will have to... more albums. <laughs> yeah. It's like who's that crazy old man? God, I love snorting Ridlin. He's an asshole. <laughs> this asshole is you. That is just yeah the thing. I wish I. Knew now what you I knew oh then. God, oh my God, now I'm getting gross. fifth grade brain. That wasn't even a real sentence. <laughs> <sighs> so I guess to cap it, let me cap it since I have, it wouldn't make sense to bring it. So this is a blog I wrote in 2013. One of my first paid writing gigs. It's called, I don't even think I can, I can't, because this is so much closer. This was in the White yeah. Sox folder. My mom yeah. weaseled it in. it in. Yeah. Um, it's called Old Tom Brady. <laughs> Kissing Brady. <laughs> um, and it was, uh, so I worked for this um, self-publishing house. And I didn't like, and it was about like what I had to create content for what they offered their self-publishers. Mm-hmm. So the title yeah. of this blog is called Ghostwriting on the Menu, A Minimalist Guide to the Industry. Ooh. Here we go. You've improved title-wise. This is, I mean, Young Dion has some sizzle. Young Big Hurt. No, Baby Big Hurt. Excuse me. How dare you? It's <laughs> my art. You got, you got the title down. I'm just saying. you. Yeah, this. We're seeing it through. A little bland. Recently, the head chef at the Spanish restaurant at which I'm employed presented me with a new dish. What is it, I queried. Just try, was his unadorned reply. Already, I feel nauseous. Oh, I love it. I'm loving it. The dish was simple, delicious, and took no more than a bite for me to realize his achievement. (laughs) God. The chef had created the experience of enjoying a traditional margarita pizza, flatbread, fresh basil, tomato, and mozzarella in a single bite. Now, where could I possibly be going with this? You may understandably be asking yourself. I know I am. Are you? <laughs> well, the flavor and technique that the chef achieved would mean nothing unless it could could not would mean nothing unless it could be promoted to sell it to make one salivate from the description so to speak. The chef primarily speaks Spanish, then asked me to write it up for the menu. 
Wait a minute, I thought. I think I got to read this whole thing. Wait a minute, oh, I thought. Go. This is eerily coincidental, coincidental since I have a blog on ghostwriting that I'm having trouble <laughs> beginning. <laughs> got tie it up, baby. Tight. <laughs> nice typo. And there you have it. The restaurant has... The restaurant has one of its now most popular dishes, cherries margarita, locally farmed cherries tomatoes roasted in Spanish olive oil infused with basil, oregano, and finished in grand daisy breadcrumbs and toasted rosemary, $13. That's a horribly long description. No wonder that restaurant went out of business. And now I also have my intro. Boom. Boom. Let's see. Stapled. Now, now one can see that ghostwriting is a broad industry, but who is seeking it out? Why are they seeking it out? And where can one find a ghostwriter? And finally, what can they expect their experience to be like? Wait, all right. I I was about to stop because that sounded like it was getting bland, but I just saw Shaquille O'Neal's name a little deeper in this. So there's (laughs) got to stop now. There's got to be something. First of all, what exactly is a ghostwriter? Put simply, it's someone who writes something for someone else and takes no credit. My name appears nowhere on the menu, for example. Now, more important, I wish my name was under that menu description. Uh, now, more importantly, who seeks out a ghostwriter? The quick and easy answer may be someone who can't write, but this would also not be into... I think I... Oh, my God. Here we go. This is you telling me this story. Now I know why Shaquille O'Neal's name's going to be in here, and I don't think it's... uh, I think it's a Brady. I think I'm already ripping off another writer in my (laughs) ghostwriting blog. The quick and easy answer may be someone who can't write, but this would also not be entirely correct. The correct answer may be someone who isn't comfortable in their writing ability, or more appropriately, someone who doesn't have time to write, such as the celebrity, the CEO, the politician, or the musician that may feel the need to strike while the iron's hot. Recently, a friend told me of a project, brackets, Casey Van Heel, in which he was writing Wee Mans of MTV's Jackass fame, autobiography. How's it going, I inquired. Not bad. I just need to finish Shaquille O'Neal's introduction, was his response. (laughs) Forgot all about this. (laughs) Oh, Brady. And this is all fiction, of course. I've totally created this conversation up other yeah. than you once told me i know a guy who's writing wee man's biography i or maybe shaquille did his intro i think it was at, no it, i think it was that it, as insane as that sounds and the only reason that he didn't get paid for it is because the guy ryan dunn died oh yeah the jackass just... guy so then wee man was like yeah man i don't i don't feel like the story needs to be told so then they stopped there you go. It's like, okay, wash your hands of it. Let's see. I laughed, but was really asking myself, how could I find a gig like that? Go on Craigslist on any given day under the writing service and find hundreds, if not thousands, of writers willing to do your compositional bidding. However, with so many choices and such anonymity, how can one really know the talent they are acquiring? Let's be honest, a good writer can make a really good fake resume. The more intelligent and responsible approach may be for the client to seek out a licensed publication company that offers ghostwriting services. A company like Asta Publications, for example. Plug, plug. There's that humor. See, I knew that teacher told me to keep writing for for a reason. That takes a professional, interactive, and logistical approach to satisfy its many business clients' needs. You know what? Anyone that 
is reading this, that has read the blog to this point, is a psychopath. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you right, know yeah. how online content works. Like, you're a crazy person to read a long blog about ghosts. Like, that's a madness. Now, how does this process work? Work Well, for the client, it's actually quite simple. Bring an idea, concept, a manuscript, perhaps, though not necessarily. Some capital and some patience. As little as 120 days with a company like Asta. And the ghostwriter will deliver a finished product. Product. Project. For the ghostwriter, the process is a little more complicated. The ghostwriter should be prepared to take any concept they are presented, take the time to do many rewrites. Not this guy. One take, yeah, no, baby. No. One take, Tony's. Take criticism, take satisfaction in a completed project, and take zero credit whatsoever. And I never smoked a cigarette. You pieces of shit. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you all. I have the blood work to prove it. <laughs> and I have alien blood that doesn't record nicotine <laughs> or Leland like, yeah. actually just took me to a fake doctor's <laughs> office, had his buddy <laughs> pretend to be a doctor, took some fake blood, and then sprayed it in like, an alley somewhere and typed up a fake just report. threw it in a trash can. It was just like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> it <You> got smoke. <laughs> <laughs> All for cigarettes. <laughs> fucking cigarettes. That's what Watertown does. They just have no... They uh, Though many people have may have trouble with that last statement, honest writers will know that though their names are not on the covers, they have advanced themselves on the road to becoming better at their crafts. A writer writes. Now, let's just wrap it up here. Can we tie this all in a nice bow, Hans? Where's Where's this bow coming from? So are you a busy oh. television celebrity whose window of viewer interest is closing? Slowly. But be assured, surely, a celebrated CEO that is seeking more <laughs> celebration and compensation, or a chef that wishes you could make skate fish with poison ivy sauce sound more appetizing, then you qualify as someone that should seek out a ghostwriter. And now you know how to go about it. Pescado Blanco Asado, locally caused skate fish, roasted in herb and Iberico ham compound butter, served with spicy radish and radicchio, finished with a Russe radicans cream. And then he just hung it up. <laughs> he disappeared, <laughs> he just, and nobody knows why. <laughs> Goodbye forever. God. Beefy nachos, nine 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 seven. Do you think anybody, like, will I ever put anything down in permanence that won't make me sick? Like, not but a few I, years later. What's it's funny you mention it. We just Ashley and I started. There's a Gary Shandling documentary. So amazing, HBO. So amazing. And Again, was the like, Zen of Gary Shandling. Yeah, watched the first part. It was awesome, and the Me fact too. that he just kept meticulous notes. Yes, it's which awesome. I, I assume would just make him sick to his stomach, which is why he just gave them away. He's like, I never want to see this shit again. Right, right. I guess, but it's just like. But I, all right, so to please tell me that Judd Apatow, and he spent two years going through, like, mm-hmm. he really worked hard, and it's a beautiful documentary. Did he throw some baby Dion's to the side? I think so, yeah. Okay. All There's right. a lot of baby Dion's, and that went out with the wash, okay. I'd imagine. Because I'm like, wow, what inspiring things he wrote. What prophetic things he wrote. I'm going to be on The Tonight Show, and then I'm on The Tonight Show. Because then at least follow it up with a baby Dion so I can feel slightly, I mean, that's some the thing, slight bit like, of potential. I'm going to give credit to baby Dion. There's some jokes in there. <laughs> some funny stuff that lands. So if you cherry picked 
all the best stuff from all the baby Dion's. You're going to have a thoughtful documentary edited well. Like, I will tell you, I'd rather read Baby Dion than ghostwriting on the menu. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> really not. Baby Dion has a tight arc and a nice finish. And then I love just the mysterious. And then he hang it all up. We'll never know why. It'll, this baby was six months old. It'll be the Zen of Dr. Toilet. And they'll be like, <laughs> it'll just be a broad Ken Burnsian pan across a nicotine test <laughs> passed. <laughs> One day I will be banned from Walmart forever. And I, he was. But that's the he thing I love about all that shit is you can see just unabashed influence. Oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, you, you love Frank Thomas, you love baseball. So the later versions have more of a, like the eight men out, like Shoeless Joe Jackson. And just like, and he went away. And no one knows why. <laughs> you know, like. It's so, I wish I had him in front of me, but we've heard enough of my reading. Because that's a device, and I think we've talked about it with, like, that's an artistic device. And it's not a good one, mm-hmm. but you see, read a Raymond Carver story. And it'll be yeah. beautiful, and it'll be greatly composed. But it's the abstract, the ending the sure. open-ended ending that happens so it happens in a play so often actually they parody sure. in it they parody it in um what's that play that the the two comedians did John Mulaney and uh oh um Henning saw it and dressed up yeah yeah uh fuck i can't think well uh, they they parody it in a play a Nick Kroll Nick Kroll yeah where they're just like the end of a play is always and then i walk down the street Pastrami sandwiches didn't taste the same. I mean, who knew? And then it lights out. Like, that's how some short stories end. So it could literally end with, and then he hung it all up. Baseball's a game, and so is life. So is life. But who knew? You win, you lose. Bye. (laughs) I don't think they added bye. But but I will. (laughs) LOL. No, it's true. Like, that's... Like, that's the most powerful ending is when it's just like, oh, you know, like everybody makes fun of happily ever after because it seems finite. And we all know that. But just like that sort of like we we move our gaze away and like these people are going to keep going or not. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the legend of baby Dion. We'll never know. At six months young, he could throw nine million miles an hour. All while wetting and- his diaper. Maybe he took and those he billion hit. dollars and snorted himself dead full of Ridlin. <laughs> seven, seven billion grand slams. Twenty, but only he, twenty-seven ounce. Twenty-seven. You know, the story's got to be believable. He broke the game of baseball, but then broke the American psyche. Wait, how many what's outs? A, what's are a in baby one to single do? Single game, three outs per inning, nine innings. To be made by one team. Uh, it would be, I guess, it would be six technically, three, three per team per inning. Well, but he wouldn't make outs for both teams. Although, baby no. Dion, I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's score always a billion the first, touchdowns. It's always the, it's always the first inning for baby Dion. <laughs> yeah, because technically, he would never not be batting. Oh yeah, because <laughs> right. there would be no outs ever. <laughs> Besides, he threw a baby bottle through Bobby Cox's skull. <laughs> Oh, where's Oral Hershiser when you need him? 
I'll send it to him. And then the bomb squad will show up in my house. <laughs> that is a serious, that's like a, that's something Dennis Rader keeps in his chest with women's panties. <laughs> who would, who would be his baby Dion, I guess, for Dennis Rader would be like, I'm trying to think of old baseball players. Well, Dennis Rader liked beer. Baby DiMaggio. Baby Nixon or something. Gross. So gross. Like, that's Dennis just disgusting. Gross. Like a baby with Nixon's face. Or like, yeah, Dennis Rader is like such a conservative. It'd be like, um... Gerald Ford? <laughs> baby Ford. Or MacArthur? Yeah. Baby MacArthur? No, like, but it would be like, like he was such a nerd. It would be like more disgusting. Like, who are those two politicians that worked really well together in the 80s? One was a... Republican and one was a Democrat, and they give all this credit for passing legislation. Like Newt Gingrich, it's like it was the proto Newt Gingrich. His name was like God Tipper Gore. That's what it would be like, baby Tipper. <laughs> gross. That is all gross. Well, he turned out one way, and for whatever reason, yeah. thank God, something happened you're, in my life that you're still sh- free shifted that trajectory just barely like if you could see the timeline from serial killer to just weird guy on a podcast something maybe it was maybe that i re- read malcolm x's book for the second time yeah it was malcolm x's book and the fact that your dad cooked that nicotine test because had that stuff going the other way that would have ruined me i'd have been caught in my lie my whole life's a lie well leland would have been in cahoots with old Dahmer's dad <laughs> Leland Dahmer. Same breath. Isn't that his name? Lee Dahmer? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's like Leslie or something. <laughs> it is. Leslie. No, it's, it's Leonard Dahmer. I forget. It's an L name. Leop- Lionel. It's Lionel Dahmer. Ooh, Lionel and Leland? Lionel. Oh, there is something there. Yeah, maybe I just haven't been caught. You'll never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I hung it up. I'm that weird serial killer that can just <laughs> hang it up. Dahmer, right? Yeah. Like the Green River, like it's, you're Jack the Ripper. Just you go, you go away. No one will ever know. Yeah, what's unsolved right now? Did somebody send some bombs to Waskegon? Could have been me. I don't know. Oh, I shouldn't don't say that, that right now. The Scrub NRA, that from the right books. Now, NSA is listening. <laughs> uh, baby Dion, I repeat, Baby Dion's <laughs> out of the box. It's out of the box. And then they, they cut to some old guy in the back of an office who's like, I never thought it'd be back. He's it's loose, like Ghostbusters. The bell rings and it's like, baby Dion's back. We got one. <laughs> and they just come after me with a butterfly net and a peanut butter sandwich. Get him. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we should. Whew. The night is long and full of weirdos, right? Or that's the old one. That fo- we the love folders you. There's nothing full you can do about it. Yeah, man. You never know. Thank God for. Hoarders. Your dad cooking nicotine tests. Nicotine tests, and there's probably so much more. Give an apple to a gripping trog, would you? Yeah. Next time you see, they a, it. Next time you see a teacher with an untucked shirt and a sad look on give, his face, give him a pat on the back. Give him a pack of smokes. Tell him to light up, <laughs> Grippy. <laughs> grippy. Hey there, I'm Baby Gripping Trog. You might know my dad, Tom Grippentrog Sr. (laughs) Anyways, I told my dad, hey, I can teach class like eight periods a day and get paid less than minimum wage. (laughs) One day I showed up 
and asked my boss for a raise, and he said no. So then I went to another school, and they said they weren't hiring. And then he was never heard from again. <laughs> just walked away. Just, yeah, he just walked away. And then some punk kid put a cigarette out on his fucking chest. <laughs> what'd you do? What'd you Look what you did to my life. Yeah. It's like I didn't do anything to it. Your dad will defend your honor till his dying day. When I didn't get into my primary school, which is a state school, which any moron could get into. <laughs> What, you didn't get into Harvard? Minnesota State. (laughs) I didn't apply myself. (laughs) Oh, I wish that was in there. Like a sad, this, ah, we're done. But a sad side note, and I won't even get into it. Leave it uh, open-ended, as they say. When I didn't get into the University of Minnesota. (laughs) Which is classic. Two years later, I was digging through something, looking for something, and I came across a letter that my mom wrote in my behest. That she didn't tell oh, me God. about to address to the University of Minnesota that was like, my boy's a good boy. If you <laughs> let him in, boy. it's just like, it was like, I was like, oh, God. I'm the, I'm a, what? what oh, cringeworthy life. That's the name of this episode. And and then he hung it up. <laughs> Never. We got to get to at least 100 episodes. <laughs> Well, yeah, at least. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Yes, that was a treat. That was fun. The untold joys that an old folder can bring and the cringeworthy cringes that come with it. Quite a treat. Uh, thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, go on and maybe rate the pod, review it. It's all good. It helps other people find the podcast. You can check out older episodes, obviously. Check out our other podcast, Have a Good Night Court. And join us on Facebook, uh, at Jerk Practice Podcast. Uh, see what we post. Maybe I'll try and post some of that lovely, sketchy writing uh, that I did back in fifth grade. And what else was I going to post? Something else. I got to go back and listen. An image or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um... But what's coming next is something a little sweet, a little contemporary literature by yours truly, Dr. T. You My Baby, Grippentrog, by H. Frywald. Leslie Grippentrog was a sad lump of a man, the embodiment of a Simon and Garfunkel song, except when he went to Scarborough Fair. He was mocked by his gnarly wife and serpent-tongued children. Though an algebra teacher now, Grippentrog once wanted to be a French painter, a lover of the arts, a modern culturist, if you will. But when he was 14, he was hit by a cream-colored Chrysler LeBaron, a convertible with wood paneling and a bourbon-soaked interior. The accident left him limp in one leg and gave him a jupai from which he would never recover. For the rest of his youth, he was in and out of learning centers, Satisfactory Plus after Satisfactory Plus, until he eventually earned a GED and an associate's degree online. He was hated by everyone. His fellow fellow teachers mocked him behind his back. His students called him grippy and hard-farted on their assignments before placing them on his desk. The smell of his students' wind 
often reminded him of his rusted homestead and the pitted-out world that had become his life. In his 42nd year, he needed an outlet. He needed a muse. He found one in a weak little follower with a Winston hanging out of his mouth. School grounds, Mr. Freewald, he shouted from behind his sad sack lunch and unnecessary briefcase. The weak young man, ignoring him at first, turned his pockmarked cheeks in his direction, took a toot off his smoke, the ember as glowing as his disgust. He paused. He scowled. He made eye contact. He moved on. As Grippentrog walked through the entrance, he fumed. He vowed revenge. He would do to him what he had only dreamed of doing to himself. It would be a sweet abuse. It was two weeks later. The nicotine test had come back negative. Grippentrog sat in his beige recliner, broken before purchase. He analyzed his life, his regrets, his future. Would he give it all up? Would it end? Later that night, Grippentrog walked into the craggy street. Its potholes and bits of broken glass glistened under the lamplights above. He waited for a sign. He heard a car in the distance. He loved for the first time. He was never heard from.